Goku decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it sure is. Levels, Jeremy. Hello, hello. Uh, I think the levels are okay. <laughs> hello, this is the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. Hello, my name is Jeremy. Welcome to the program. This is episode 117, Car Seat Contraception. A lot happening in today's show. A lot yeah. happening. Woo! We are going to, we've got some prop bets. We're going to be talking to a Vancouver legendary sportscaster and a BCIT classmate of mine way alumni. back in the day. Alumni BCIT classmate Scott Rintoul is on the program. Righteous. We're going to be talking about uh, some cool prop bets that you might be interested in for the Super Bowl, if that's your kind of thing. Also get his pick for who might win. Going down this weekend. Uh, we got a great... Uh, well, it's not a great call because the subject matter is uh, the opposite of that. Um, but just important to reflect on COVID and how it is still affecting people. Uh, lots of people want to forget or try and forget or pretend, or pretend that it's not, not a thing. Um, that, you know, COVID is not a disease that is still affecting people and families. Um, but we've got a call that is a really good reminder that it is. It is happening and, and it's it still neat. something that we need to be aware of and help keep people safe from. The guy kind of also looks like he he was great. I mean, you'll hear it in the call, but he's he basically is like, look, I get it. Like for a lot of people, COVID to them is not a big deal and it's over. And you're all about freedom, but also respect other people's freedom. Yeah. He was like, if you see someone still needing to socially distance, still needing to wear a mask, probably it's for a reason and respect their freedom. Yes. To to have that space to protect themselves. So I thought that was, it. you know, when the call happens, you're going to be like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Uh, we also are talking about, well, the title of the podcast today, Con car seat contraception which you think what how does a car seat keep you from having babies well we dive into it you know what the 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 story that we talk about where did you read it do you remember it was it was on uh it was actually it was a link that my dad sent me about it was a study he was like oh this is interesting that is interesting yeah. it feels like a freakonomics kind of thing yes you know to shout out to a podcast eight million times more popular than this one <laughs> it's the kind of thing they talk about in freakonomics where like like the unintended consequences or or how you can almost shape public policy with these little tweaks here and there whether intentionally or not and how how rules about car seats affects the amount of children born yeah which is a wild thing to think about but uh, apparently that's the case and if you if you have kids you could see that oh 100% you, <laughs> you can understand like, oh, that right i actually did that calculation <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's going to be amazing and then we're going to kind of kick off that with another study that just talked about basking in the afterglow from sex that good feeling that many people in a consensual loving sexual relationship feel that's real it lasts on average for 2 days and scientists are like huh curious what other things are happening in that two days and are, is there a connection they haven't made it yet but they're just like more questions more questions than answers and very curious coincidences potentially yeah, which is kind of fun uh and we 
kick off the podcast talking about our on Debate Club our favorite lovable losers because the Cincinnati Bengals are playing in the Super Bowl and they've never won a championship. Which reminds us of another team that has never won a championship. We love them anyway. Order that's bizarre love triangle, and you're listening to 1027 The Peak. Good morning. It's the early show with Karis and Jeremy. It's 626. Super Bowl Sunday is this weekend. Los Angeles Rams taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And the thing about this Super Bowl is that the Cincinnati Bengals have never won a championship. And the LA Rams don't have any fans. So it's kind of an interesting situation. That's kind of fun. Yeah. And, and I mean, we here in Vancouver, if you are a Canucks fan, you know the feeling of cheering for a team that has never won a championship. Loving a team that does not love you back. Yeah. Or, you know, just loving to cheer for a, a loser. And you know what? The Bengals are almost as old as, or actually they're just a little older than the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. So that's a great comparable. Yeah. Being a Bengals fan. Bengals have won some AFC championships. This is their third. How many have the Canucks won? Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Canucks have lost two times to New York teams. Cincinnati has lost two times to San Francisco. Whoa, there are a lot of... Now they're taking uh, on another team from California. Weird. I wonder wonder what'll happen. So this morning on Debate Club, we got thinking about lovable losers. And what is the most lovable loser? Or I guess, or who is? Who, It could be what or who, depending, Mm -hmm. it could be be a person. Yep. What is your take? Who is the most lovable loser? 281-027. We do, of course, give you a short list, right? Yep. Our short list includes the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, why not? They're in the news. Yep, that's happening on Sunday. Big weekend. Joe Burrow, come on. Let's go. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks. Our... Our personal favorite. Yes, our personal favorite, <laughs> our lovable losers. Personal favorite losers. Yeah, I've been cheering for them ever since. We love you guys. Well, I know they listen to the show. They do monitor this program. Love yeah. you guys. We mean it with love. Love you. I've been cheering for your team yeah. since I was in grade four. It's and not you, know, you, Quinn Hughes, that's no, the loser. No, it's the just franchise. the franchise as a whole. And, it's in you Wikipedia. Know, we're, not, we're not saying anything that's not true. No, and, and we do love you. Also on our short list, we have Glenn Close. Glenn Close? How is she a loser? Well, she has been nominated for eight Oscars and has never won. And that is the and that most? Is, well, actually, officially tied for the most nominations without a win with Peter O'Toole, who died almost 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's go so, with a lovable loser. Let's go with Glenn Close. Yeah. And she yeah, has so, time to set the record. Exactly. She could. She I could. Hope she does. I hope she does. I hope she keeps going and keeps getting nominations. We, we're like, we're like then, cheering for her to lose. Yes. Because then she will break away from this tie with Peter O'Toole and she will just stand alone All as right, you know the I actor love? nominated most without winning. I love the Canucks, but I love Glenn Close. I kind of want to vote for her. Okay. Me too. How about this one? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, lovable loser. How is Snoop Dogg a loser? 17 Grammy nominations, no wins. <laughs> and he stands alone. Whoa. Uh, 
He's not. There's other people at the top with him who's right below Snoop Dogg. 16 nominations, no wins. Repeat steps one through three, five. Make you fall in love with me. Yeah. I <laughs> oh, this 90s? Yeah, it's gotta be nice. It's gotta be. Back at one. Oh, are you is, that, is that Brian McKnight? Brian McKnight. <laughs> 16 Grammy nominations, no wins. But here's the thing. I don't know if Brian McKnight's going to be nominated for a Grammy again. I don't know how active he still is in uh, professional music. Snoop Dogg, he can keep minting nominations. He could. I mean, I don't think he... I don't know that he's done much musically lately. Yeah, but he's Snoop Dogg, been, he'll, he'll drop into a Katy Perry jam. That's exactly you know? it. He's, a, he's around. He's you know, around. Outside of his cooking with Martha Stewart, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. He still is in the musical world. Like some K-pop band is going to put out a single and they're just going to be like featuring Snoop Dogg and he's just going to come in and be like sipping on gin and juice and he'll get nominated. Yes, and then then he, like, he could really keep going, I think. He could and, pass had this lead if he tried. He's kind of, he's like, a, he's a character. He's an icon. So it's like, does Snoop Dogg win the poll today? I'm wondering. Oh no! Does he finally win? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who will win today on our poll of lovable losers? Who are you voting for? I know it's rude to ask that. This is well, no, I I I like to share who I vote for here on Debate Club. It's really tough. It's I feel like it's between the Vancouver Canucks and Glenn Close because I do really love Glenn Close too. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's there. I'm going to have to think on it for a minute. We'll think, we'll think uh, and on if it. you have any other lovable losers that you want to add to this, please. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Give us a text. 604-280-1027. Already early results on our debate club poll this morning, Karis. Uh, debate club today asking who is the most lovable of the losers. Our shortlist has the Cincinnati Bengals, no championships. The Vancouver Canucks, no championships. Glenn Close, no Oscar championships. Snoop Dogg, no Grammy championships. No, but quite a few nominations between Glenn Close and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, but... they both set the record for most nominations with no wins. Yeah. Currently. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, we also had a great write-in vote uh, from Mike the Elevator Guy. My lovable loser vote goes to George Costanza. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Cause, you know, because there's like, uh, also, not a measurable loser, but... Kind but of a, a loser, like a but lose. we loved him. Yeah, that's exactly. fine. Thank you so much for that one, Mike, the elevator guy. Uh, you're listening to the Peak 1027, the early show with Karis and Jeremy. Uh, we were looking at this. A few weird contraception stories showed up on the same day in the news, which was great. Um, and it begins with a, a, I guess, a study, Karis, that you were looking at that um, showed that car seats. Yeah, a study, and this is done in the U.S. A study that car seats are actually contraception. The form of contraception. Yeah, I mean, dealing with them is, for me. <laughs> yeah. A thousand percent. The idea, even the idea of having to haul car seats around, oh I think probably keeps couples from having children. Oh, my God. I'm sure. Probably just the, the, the thought of it. Uh, but this study looked, crunched numbers, and they were looking at the U.S., and this was in 2017 that they went through the numbers. But um, because of, you know, sort of the increasing need for safe car seats for children, you know, that has been since 1977 in the U.S., you know, pa- laws have steadily been raising in terms of you know, how old does the kid need to stay in the car seat? How big does the car oh, seat need sure. to be? It's all going up, right? I still uh, ride in a car seat. 
I, I'm not surprised because Same you know feet. you're tall, but you're also kind of thin. And so I can see feet. how yeah. you need. That. I haven't hit the weight yet. That's exactly it. And so, uh, so this is hard then for families to have more children because you can't jam all these huge clunky car seats into your small vehicle. You need to then buy a bigger vehicle. And that's more gas, more insurance, more cost. That's exactly it. And so they looked at the numbers in 2017 and they estimate that the the laws prevented about 57 car crash fatalities in children in 2017. This is in the U.S. But at the same time, they say that these car seat laws led to a permanent reduction of approximately 8,000 births in the Whoa. same year. Whoa! So... We prevented 57 kids from dying, but then 8,000 8, from being born. Yes, because it's like... Whoa! Car seats? I don't know, man. That's hard. It's hard. That's a good, the whole world is built... The world is built for, uh, for two parents and two kids. Yes. The world's built for that. That's exactly it. Going on a holiday, yep. driving a car, everything. Yep. Signing kids up for sports, it's, it's built for this four, family of four. That's the world. And then the second you, like when we have three kids, when we were thinking about having the third, which was a controlled detonation, we thought about it and we we did what this study says. We were like, okay, we will need to get a bigger car. When we go on holiday, it will just, cost that much more. It will be more. a little scotch more for everything. Every time we go to the grocery store, it's that much more money. Every time we go to the drive-thru, it's that much more money. That much more money. It's interesting. And then just speaking of contraception and children, I thought this was a fun story. Comedian Kevin Hart gifted a famous person, Nick Cannon, a condom vending machine when he announced uh, his partner was pregnant with their eighth child. Oh, you know what? That's cute because I like original gifts I think it's for fine. baby announcements. And that's it's your one. bud. That's a revival is doing a song called I Wish You Were Here. I'm trying to remember. There was like an album. I think it was Everclear. Was it something in the afterglow? I can't remember. I thought that was like an Everclear record. I have to look it up now. Uh, so I'm reading this study about uh, um, the positive effects of like after sex. And they studied heterosexual couples, and we'll also just point out they studied heterosexual couples that were fairly newly married as well, okay? So just keep that in mind when we're going over this data. But what they talked about was the positive uh, feelings that couples experience, both male and female, after sex. And that uh, feelings of, I think they called it um, like relationship um, contentness. Yeah. Um, Stuck around for two days after they had sex. Oh, and then all of a sudden things, the recycling didn't get done and then it starts to deteriorate yeah. and, and you don't remember those feelings. You don't remember those feelings. Um, and they said, okay, well, that was really interesting. Both men and women were able to be able to say like, yeah, we felt pretty good about each other for two days after sex. So felt like, that connected. Co- felt connected. There's the word. Mm-hmm. They felt connected and contented in their, uh, you know, monogamous uh, heterosexual relationships. So like I said, they, they studied a very kind of small group of people. Um, but what the uh, researchers found interesting and where they tried to connect it to our biological past was this. They said, curiously, two days is about the amount of time a man needs to get fully loaded downstairs to be as potent as possible to impregnate a woman. Takes mm. about two days. Mm. And um, the sperm, they said, can be active uh, and can, you know, keep doing its thing inside a woman for two days. Mm. And he said, well, that's curious that both men and women felt um, contented in the relationship for the amount of time biologically your 
back at the uh, you're back at the top of your game, ready to try again to have a baby. And they were like, "We don't. That's just they thought that's interesting. Interesting thing. that those two, two things, things correlate, are connected, and correlate. line up timeline wise. And they're like, "Isn't that funny? We have this emotional, mental, positive state, but that seems to tie into these biological processes." Yeah. Now, did they did they look at all into um, how dirty the bathrooms get and how disconnected then that could make couples feel? Or like when the recycling doesn't get done, do we do we have any data on that? Like how yeah. many days of dirty bathrooms that everybody just keeps walking past? Yes, yeah, someone else's job, and then you realize, no, it's my no, bathroom. Actually, no, it's, it's my bathroom. My uh, yeah, I but, wonder how how many days to you know to sort of break uh, things down. Brush stuff on the mirror, and you're like, what are you doing? How are you brushing your teeth? Why is there speckles of toothpaste all over the mirror? Uh, how how are you looking past that? I don't. <laughs> you literally look past that every day. Exactly. Like somehow it's in okay, front hey, of your face, hey, hey, but you stop, can't see stop, it. Stop! Stop! Stop, Karis. They interviewed newlyweds. They didn't oh. interview forty-two-year-old men. Okay. People. Okay. Right, right. Right. The early show. Call or text Karis and Jeremy. Six zero four two eight zero one zero two seven. Uh, so I'm actually just calling, not, I usually normally call and I used to chit chat with Tyler and Lynch and we'd laugh and bullshit and we'd have lots of kind of fun stuff, but I just wanted to call on a serious note today and just take a minute of your time. Um, I know everybody doesn't really care about COVID anymore because everything's lightening up and this and that, but this is a listener that lost his sister two weeks ago who was suppressed who unfortunately COVID finally got to the house as careful as we were and everything else. And I don't have a sister anymore. So I just want to, I know you guys don't usually get too crazy with stuff, but if there's any message out there underneath all of this stuff, like there's really still people out there that this thing will just could wipe out. Like you wouldn't believe like she was gone in four days. Right. Um, once she oh, got man. it, so I, just wanna, I know. Right. So I just want to put it out there that like, you know what, like I know everybody's this and that, but when you see somebody in the supermarket that still wants to maintain distance, they really ought to, like, we really should be mindful of that. I still, my only family member now is my father. Um, he's 82. He's got bladder cancer. So I still have to be careful. Right. So I'm just saying like, it seems like in this day and age where everybody doesn't really give a shit, I think it's time where we should still think about other people and other people's issues and just sort of, you know, if you don't want to, whatever, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Why? Yes. I'm hearing 100% what you're saying. Absolutely. And and, yeah. and we, there are lots of people who do still care. And, and I'm so yeah. sorry for your loss. What's your name? My name's Jim. Appreciate that, Jim. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. All right. Joining us on the program on the early show, we have my former classmate at BCIT, local dad moonlighting in media, and longtime, much-loved Vancouver sportscaster, Scott Rintoul. The Tool! He needs a name. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I Scott, I called you Rinty at BCIT, but I don't Rinty. know how you feel about Rinty or like Rintoul not sure what you would prefer. Considering some of the names I got called at times growing up, I'm good with all of that. Like, all of that works for me. We can go with that. I'm not offended by any of it. Morning, okay. guys. All right, all right. I'm just like, when you're, when you're grinding out some fourth line minutes on the beer league hockey team or you're out on the uh, soccer pitch, what do the boys call you? 
It could be Rinty. Rinty. It could yeah. be Scotty. I mean, both are pretty, pretty common for me. So okay, tool well, doesn't get thrown around that much. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I don't know where you're coming out with the tool. We'll go with Rinty then, because right. that's that's the original one for me. So uh Scott Rintool, so glad to have you on our show. Uh legend on Vancouver Radio Airwaves. Um, so Scott, the Super Bowl is this weekend and it's uh it's an exciting matchup between LA and Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, the lovable loser pick because they have never won a championship. Um, what? Who are you picking to win? Well, I think when it comes down to a matchup like this, you got to really boil it down to our true animal instincts. Like if you put a tiger against a ram, who's going to win? Probably uh-huh. a tiger. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, that's true. But, so that's my that's my surface analysis. But then I dig down deeper and I say. But what if you put that on a mountain? Oh, mm. Now the Rams see? got a pretty good chance because the Rams are playing at home in this game. That's my logic here. So and from a football point of view, I, I actually think it plays out that way. I want, I want the Bengals to win. I really want Cincinnati to win this. They're an easy team to like, as you just mentioned. But I think the Rams end up getting this job done at home. Okay, Scott, I don't even really care about who wins or loses. I want to make money in my prop bets. I want to mm, win money in my so- prop bets. There, the Super Bowl is famous for like hilarious and weird. Like you, people bet on everything. Yes, they do. Do you have any in mind? Are you looking at some in particular? Well, you you sent over some weird ones. I always liked off the top. Um, my favorite off the top is uh, what type of score will be the first score? And they have a touchdown, a field goal, or a safety. And I think your safe your safe bet is that field goal. But they said the odds for the safety is like, what is this? It says like minus 2,500 or something. What does that mean? Well, that means if you bet a hundred bucks, you're going to win 2,500 bucks on that hundred dollar bet. So if you bet 10 bucks, you're going to win 250. The multiplier is pretty large in that situation. And we've seen it happen before when the Seahawks won their lone Super Bowl. That's how that game started. They opened that game with a safety. So there is a little bit of precedent for it happening. Maybe you want to throw a couple bucks on that. I'm with you, though, Jeremy. I think that the game opens with a field goal. Super Bowls are traditionally a little bit slow starting. Teams kind of feel each other out a little bit, and then then it picks up later in the game. So I think a field goal is a safe bet there. Okay. How about this prop bet? I like this one. Now, the, the halftime show for the Super Bowl, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg. Now, this prop bet... What about Tupac Shakur joining that halftime show via hologram? What are like, is this going to happen? I doubt it just because it's been done before and everybody wants to do something unique, but you never know with Snoop being there. I could see it happening. I could see it happening. Like it's not outside the realm of possibility. You never know what's going to happen when Snoop's up there. Right. So, Hey man, maybe, maybe you want to throw against the big odds there and go on that. How many times will Eminem swear during the halftime? Do we have the over-under on that? Oh. I have not seen the over-under on that. How many times do they that. actually edit it? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not sure. I also enjoy this one. Who will the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Will it be teammates, God or Jesus, city, family, coach, owner, or none of the above? I'm going teammates on that. Chances are it's a quarterback that wins it. That's the way it usually goes. We got two pretty high-profile quarterbacks in this game, and Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. Those guys generally go teammates first. I'd put the money on that. I know that's where the smart money lies as well. But you never know. 
The Goddard Jesus play could be pretty large here. I, that's got the second best odds, but you can actually make some pretty decent money on that. Does Joe Burrow strike you as a God or Jesus? I don't know. I could see him shouting out Ohio or his town. I could see him shouting out Ohio or his town as well. I'd love it if he shouted out the CFL where his dad played. Imagine that. There's no odds for that. But imagine if he shouted out the CFL to start things. That would be so cool. Sports broadcaster Scott Rintoul, thank you. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have fun watching the game. All right. You guys are up to date on the truth. After listening to the uh, podcast. Because that's all that we're about here on this podcast is the actual honest-to-goodness truth. We tell no lies. <laughs> we take no prisoners. We are not douchebags. And uh, we're also not grifters. So, hi. It's all happening on the program of truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, having Scott Rintoul on was awesome. I love that guy. He's, like, was one of my favorite uh, bros on Sports Talk, period. Like, I... Yep. I, I uh, I'm a fan first. I would listen to Scott Rintoul. Yes. I love the show. And you know what? I am a friend first and then a fan so because I think he's a show. fabulous broadcaster. He's but also so I met him before he was a broadcaster when we were both in school to be broadcasters. And I'm just going to come out and say it. I thought when him and Andrew Walker were together, that was the best. And then they split that show up. And rah, 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 but, yeah. Um, rah, 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 they, were, rah. they were a good yin and yang because Walker is whatever, you know, he's he is what he is. I loved it. I know a lot of sports fans didn't, but I loved it. I thought Andrew Walker was so funny. And then Rintoul ugh, kept the money, you know, because Andrew Walker would just say dumb things. And then Rintoul <laughs> smart and would be like, but in a good way, bring him back on the tracks. And so, I, you know, whatever. Sports talk. That was like two radio stations ago or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean. Yeah, just it's interesting too, just how sports talk in sports the city of Vancouver ha- has just been imploded. Yeah, it's uh, a hard road to sell in general. Yeah. I mean, I, I much respect to those guys because radio is a hard job as it is, is a yeah. hard gig. And then I feel like sports talk is like now let's ramp up the difficulty uh, another notch when it comes to staying employed because it's just like, yeah, there's been some weird. Weird times in Vancouver Sports Talk Radio. Anyway, great having Scott Rintoul on the program. Great talking to Jim today. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, um, you know, I wish we had had more time to talk to him. He called, and we were playing records, and then all of a sudden we had to uh, do the big three and uh, at 8 o'clock there. And so I, I wish we had had some more time to talk to Jim because, um, you know, he had a really uh, heartfelt perspective and – it was really nice of him to share that with us. Yeah, he sounded pretty, uh, like, on the edge of emotion that entire call. And and then we were like, oh, and we have to go. Sorry. you know. Yeah, like, had... I'm so sorry, but, you know, you call the, the big three stops for no one. Yes. Ah. So anyway, Jim, I don't know if you found the podcast. Thank you for calling in and sharing your, uh, your story with us, which was amazing. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's time to do this again tomorrow. Yep. Uh, thank you guys so much for being part of the uh, podcast experience. You can always, uh, you know, subscribe and uh, for $20 a month. And then you can also uh, <laughs> like, share. and it's just uh, a small fee. Of it. No, you know what? We make our podcast free. We're not D-bags and we don't charge $20 for our podcast. the truth shouldn't be behind a paywall. No, exactly. It really shouldn't. Uh, the truth should be free. It should be free. It should be set free for Freedom you. should be free. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for being part of it. But you can always uh, uh, five-star review and, and leave a comment <laughs> and all that stuff. And, and tweet at us tweet at, at us. Jeremy underscore Baker at Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S, Hog, H-O-G-G. Don't even care if you're a bot tweeting at me. In fact, I enjoy it more. 
Yeah, although if you are a bot, you're not going to get the chips. Yeah, the problem so. with the bot is and then we're like, oh, cool, thanks, bot, for yelling at me. What's your address? And they're like, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, because you don't have one. Yeah, exactly. What's okay. your name? Why would I share Why that? Would I share like, that? Oh, I don't know. It's just kind of a human thing to do, but okay, cool. So we're not having a discussion. You just want to yell at me. I get oh, it. Oh, I get it. Neat. Okay, you should probably, I, again, go to therapy. I watched a video that on out. the internet yes. of the truth. They were busting a bot farm in, uh, it was in the Ukraine. Uh, or it was in Russia. I can't remember. It was around there. It was a bot farm uh, that would these, you know, Russian disinformation people. It was just neat to look at it. It's just like an apartment. It's just like racks of like computer stuff, wires everywhere, SIM cards, and just kind of went over how those things operate. This one operated 18,000 accounts, Holy social media accounts. shit. Right? Welcome. Wow. Welcome to the future and psyops and, you know, using... Twitter to fight your wars and your battles yeah. and all this stuff. But anyway, I do. I need to remind myself often. And sometimes when my friends are like, oh, my God, this person was really mean to me. And I'm like, well, let's click on the profile. I'm like, oh, they made their profile 14 minutes ago. They have zero followers. Probably a bot. Exactly. Probably a bot. <laughs> and, but there are some people out there who aren't bots and are just very angry. And those people are the one who, ones who need therapy. And they can also have the chips, if that helps. Yeah. You know, if, if the chips help you on your therapy journey, then that's great. Yeah. I just I feel like, yeah, if you, can, if you can yell at us and then share your name and address for chips, we can be buds still. <laughs> I mean, honestly. We'll figure it out. Honestly, at that point, it's like, okay, we're disagreeing. <laughs> you can have the chips. I would love to know your take on the cucumber flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I love your take on the cucumber flavor. Just if you mention if you mention the F word, and I'm not saying the four-letter F word, but if you mention the F word, oh dear, I yeah. don't know. Oh I, dear, I, I may, I may, I may not give you the chips. You I don't may know. Pop we'll a vein. See. I'll give the chips. Yeah. one. I will pop a vein in the corner. <laughs> oh, don't mention the F word. I'll fucking lose it. All right, you guys, that was fun. We'll do it again tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right, we're done here.